Hi, my name's Mark Ackroyd, Head of Advice Delivery, Strategy and Innovation for Lumiant. And welcome to Lumiant Live, the podcast for advice professionals that believe in a values-based advice experience, but still have that question, how does it all work? The Lumiant Live podcast connects listeners with other advice professionals to hear best practice client stories or business examples and lifts the lid on how they made it happen. Today, I'm joined by Scott Douglas, Director and Wealth Specialist at IMFG Corporate Wealth Solutions. G'day, Scott. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'm good, thanks. Thanks for coming in. So for, for those that don't know Scott and, uh, and the team at IMFG, to help you identify with them, they typically deal with pre-retiree clients around you know, 50 to 65 years old that are traditionally delegators by nature. The, their clients typically have on average investable assets of around a million dollars and the team consists of 10 advisors, six support staff, and they manage 400 contracted clients who on average pay around $5,000 for initial advice and around $8,000 on average for ongoing advice. So Scott, um, today we're going to have a bit of a wide ranging discussion that covers both your role as an advisor uh, as well as uh, in your capacity as a director. So we're going to discuss a bit of a client story and a bit about the change management around how IMFG and, and yourself implemented a values-based advice experience through Lumion. So going to be a great discussion, but how about we start with your client story? Tell us a little about uh, this example. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, well, we've been uh, working with Lumion for, for, for a while now, probably uh, eight, nine months, or maybe up to a year, actually, and um, have had a number of different experiences. I recently uh, met with a client who I um, anticipated would be a very difficult person to engage with Lumion. Um, and having had different experiences with other clients, I was sort of reasonably well prepared to, to um, work with this particular client who was a a, a mid-60s retired client with with uh, about $2 million invested through us and very focused on investments um, and very much a uh, person that um, it doesn't want to engage on a, on, a, on a personal level or a, have a conversation about the importance of, of money and, and values. So I met with him initially um, in our foyer when he first came in and we'd actually uh, already sent out some uh, questions through the survey for Lumiant. Um, and his opening um, remarks were that I'm, I really don't, uh, I'm not gonna be doing this and um, it's a waste of time. It's not for me. Um, it would be for, for, for younger clients and I'm here to talk about my investments, um, which um, need to be discussed. So, so don't even, try this sort of thing on me. Um, it, it, it doesn't really look like something that would be at all relevant and I don't, I don't believe in these things. So I was, I, was, I was a long way behind at the start um, to, to, and I brought with me um, my uh, private client advisor who works with us on all our clients and also an associate advisor who works on the Lumion side. And he almost pretty much dismissed them as being part of the meeting. However, going into the meeting, um, we sat down and the, one of the interesting things was he didn't um, normally um, include his um, partner wife in, in any of the discussions. She normally sits there and says nothing and he, he directs everything. And he, he's got a former sort of very senior position. So he sort of treats us a bit like employees um, and uh, likes to sort of 
run the whole show. In any, any case, not long into the meeting when I said, well, look, if we're not going to get go through this, and I just briefly explained why we're doing um, the, the values-based approach to to um, having the client conversations, etc. cetera, he, he started to sort of say, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you five minutes to have a look at it and, um, and that's it. And, and then we started just talking through, you know, what's important to them about money and what, what and, and they had actually partially completed the, the questionnaire before coming in. And um, it, it broadened the conversation with his wife there. And uh, we, we were um, starting to slowly engage in, in, in the values conversation. And I guess about 30, 40 minutes later, we had them completely engaged in what's important to them. And um, it was very fascinating because he identified some of the things that he needs to work on personally through where one of the values is around um, learning a new skill. And um, he advised us that he's been told his EQ skills aren't, aren't very, uh, very good. And that's something that he'd like to, to work through as he gets older. And so we ended up having a um, great discussion about helping the grandkids, about um, you know, living in a better place, and all the different aspects of it. And, and he could see that his partner was getting engaged for the first time in about 10 years. And uh, we, um, we, we worked through all of them and, and identified what the in, important things were. And it wasn't just about the money, they, they were more than adequate, adequately funded in any case. And we, you know, we, every meeting is the same old rhetoric, um, which this was just a, a complete change in, in, in the approach, which um, he found significant value in, and, and they both did. Uh, so it was, it, it was a turnaround and following the meeting, he sent us a, a note saying, look, I really thought that was worthwhile and, and, and very useful and almost a, a, a apologised to us for, um, for, for sort of trying to shut it down early. And now that... Um, he would be the most unlikely person I would have thought would have engaged with this. And now we have a client and we have several others in this sort of category who, who find these sort of things not um, worthwhile because they want to come, come in and talk about returns and talk about investment and, 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 and what, what we've been doing or not doing to, to, to get their, uh, their funds um, up or whatever. So it, it was a, completely different discussion. And, and, and in the end, uh, it, once we'd anchored those, those clear values and, and we, you know, we build them in, in during the meeting into the system, it, it, it then changed the conversation and, and created a framework that we can now move forward with um, from someone who, who is, is very fixed in their, in their old way of doing things and old way of engaging with us. And uh, we're now, um, on a journey that's going to completely change the the way they um, interact with us. That's uh, that's amazing. I love hearing these stories. It's it's often something we hear from advisors and even directly through clients. You know, I, I don't necessarily want to talk about this. Um, and in previous podcasts, we've spoken about uh, how you know over the years the industry and advisors have conditioned clients to think about just their investments their investments only so we've got to work really hard to undo that conditioning to have these really meaningful conversations 
Can, Scott, can you take me right the way back to the start when he came into the office and, gee, it, it must have been quite confronting when he said, you know, this isn't for me for all these sorts of reasons. Um, but you you steered into that, right? What is it that you said to introduce the value session, and and how did you how did you bring it up that you know this was still really important? Well, I in the foyer actually when I greeted him, um, I said to him, you would have um, you would have received um, from us um, the survey, and and thanks for sending that um, back. Um, it, no. I, I believe it was his wife that sent it back and he and he didn't complete it and he what what happened was I said look we're we're going to um today's meeting is going to be a little bit different than our normal previous meetings and what we go through because we've we've uh we have a new approach that we're adopting through the practice um and I'm also bringing Alex along Alex um, he he works with us, and he's he's going to be capturing um, some of the discussions we have, and 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 he he sort of shook his head and he said, no, I don't I don't want to have this. Um, I, I, I like the way we um, we do things uh, in the past, and he um, he said, well, I don't need a whole team of people here, and it was like negative, 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 and he said that you know he said this is for young people, you know, we're already set in in our retirement. And we want to um, discuss what the performance has been because the markets haven't been great. Um, we're, we're unhappy with um, some of the underlying investments and we need to look at what changes need to be made. So he, it was quite, and it was quite sort of um, somewhat um, blunt. annoyed, blunt, and that you guys need to, um, to talk to us about what changes are going to be made on the investment front. And, and the reality is, it you know for someone like him it had been a long time since we'd re-looked at sort of their goals even and uh and i said look this is not this is not we don't have to do this i gave him sort of an opt out <laughs> um but i just thought it might be of something of interest to you because we we're constantly seeing people around your age and stage with more than enough capital than they need and to think about what the future is and you know, when we got into the actual meeting to talk about the values, we had a big, previously and over the years, we've had big divergence between the two com the, the, the two clients in their views on giving money to children and um, helping out others. And he doesn't, he never wishes to and thinks he's going to run out of money, whereas his wife is of the view that they should um, help, the, help the kids buy properties and help them set themselves up. And and when when he sort of softened up, and I guess one of the big things is financial security, which I reaffirmed that they weren't even able to spend all their money before they run out, um, and and that it wouldn't matter if they increase their spending, they're never going to run out of money. Uh, that 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 really, um, I guess, resonated with them that they need to think about other other aspects of what's important to them and and how they're going to allocate. Um, funding in the future and it then made the conversation quite easy really in, around um, what, what, what are the thing rather than focusing on we want to get a certain rate of return you know what's this fund done what's this part of it done what changes are we making and they didn't they hadn't really ever had the end in mind and also the uh, she's not a financial person and uh, she 
never really gets to say much at all. Um, and he, I mean, he, this particular person was, he sort of explains things like she doesn't know anything to her. And so this was bringing her into the conversation significantly. And um, she wasn't just sort of sitting there listening to, to the usual rhetoric. So I found that was um, really powerful. And uh, we've sort of got well and truly off first base with them. And then we'll are proceeding to work through the, the other stages of the Lumion process. I love that. I love that you were brave enough to give him an, an opt out and that, that made him sort of opt in <clears throat> to an extent, right? Well, it, to, it was interesting to the extent that when we went into the meeting room, the associate advisor, Alex, there was three, three of us from IMFG, um, he, I, I said to Alex, well, if we're not going to do this, then you might as well leave the meeting. And he, he stood up and then the client said, oh, well, have I sort of messed up something here? And, and that's, that was the, the, the point of him going, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. And, um, and so therefore leading into what makes this work, we, um, we've, we've got it structured in a, in, a, in a way within our business and our model that um, it, it is a very step-by-step -step process that the client goes through and we've fully resourced it in a way that, um, that we're able to, I guess, engage with the clients at this level um, without having to, if, if we're on our, if, if there's literally, and not, not everyone would have this opportunity, but if, if, you're, if you're there on your own trying to engage the client and take notes down about what the conversations were, and 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 build it into the into the, the system. It, it, it's not that easy for one person to do. Um, so we we have that set up in a way that we have a dedicated support person that is literally doesn't even speak in the meetings, and uh, he um, captures exactly the conversation. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing. And, and you're right, it's often very good because some of the conversations you're going to have are, are quite in-depth. So you want to stay in the conversation as opposed to head down typing, right? That makes sense. It, it's it's amazing when you're so confident and well-oiled in your process, as soon as you diverge from that, it, it was an indicator to the client that, oh, maybe I should stay in the process and uh, and participate. Yeah, that's right. And I, I mean, I know this, I know him well, and I know how he behaves. And I know his sort of antics that he gets into about things. So I can sort of handle him fairly well, based on previous experience. So I was able to sort of uh, pre think, um, or pre plan what sort of responses he, he could potentially have. Uh, but it, it um, like certainly we had all the car, we had all the cards laid out on the table. And interestingly enough, you know, they both went off and did each of their cards, and um, and the, and it, all, all for one of them, they they were pretty much aligned between the couple, um, and and then there were, there was significant discussion point on each one uh, around um, why they chose those cards, um, and, and those values cards. That, that's amazing. So I I want to unpack this a little bit more before we go into the the change management process management side of things that you've already touched on. Um, but you, you mentioned that you, you noticed for the first time in 10 years, really, that the wife started to get engaged uh, or the non-CFO spouse that we spoke about and uh, in particular, you know, held conversation and held a voice um, uh, with her, her husband who, who traditionally runs this conversation. 
you mentioned she was the one that filled out the survey and she started to find her voice through the values cards. Can, yes. can you tell me, can you tell me what that experience was like? What did you guys learn as their advice providers? What did you notice as the advisor when um, she had filled out the survey and also as the, as you're doing the values cards experience, she started to speak up? Well, what we, we certainly learned a lot more about what are the important things that go on in the family behind the scenes and, and what is driving uh, the family unit. And um, I guess it disempowered him somewhat um, in his sort of forthright um, approach on, on money. Uh, and we learned a lot about, you know, what really matters in the future um, to them both. Uh, and it, it, it was it, she, she previously has never uh, been able to, I guess, put over her views of what is important and the things that really matter in the future. Um, and he, he may convey that or check in with her, but it wasn't in her words or her um, strength of opinion. And it, it was a balanced, it created a balanced discussion between the two of them. And it, it, it enabled us to then say, well, these various um, issues and chunks of money and those sorts of things would be applicable to that because you, you know th this hasn't been properly raised before, it's been disregarded. And I guess, yeah, she, she had a voice and um, was, was heard um, in terms of the, the um, situation. And it's not always that way. Like often um, there is a uh, silent-ish spouse that does have a big influence behind the scenes um, that's then conveyed by the other one, but it, it, it just balanced it up. It, it put everything on the table and particularly they've got two children that live overseas and 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 that want to want to um they want to have one of them particularly wants to help them and it was a we were able to i guess clearly articulate what that meant for them and and how that would play out in the in the the longer term um financial planning and and the importance of allocating i guess funding in different buckets that in the past, it, it wasn't so much about that. It was just, it was a deeper dive into um, the, the breakdown of where and what their, their future funding looks like um, by having those discussions and identi identifying each part of their future life um, in terms of not just, you know, this is what we spend on our lifestyle, but in terms of, uh, you know, one of the biggest things was that they 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 wish need high levels of funding to travel to other countries, um, because what was important to them is to be able to see their adult children and families, um, and that was going to cost a lot of money in the future. Now that um, I guess in the past that could have been a goal um, that would be quantified and 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 have a time frame, but this was more about the why you know, why that's important rather than what they should do, but why, why, they, why do they need to do that? And by having a conversation, the why part was explained. And 
why do you think that why part is so important? Because to your point, we're very good. Well, a lot of us are getting very good at getting the quantifiable goals, but that next level financial planning that we often speak about where it comes to values is nailing that. Well, why is that so important? So what, why is that? Why is the why so important in your view? Because I think that when you're just doing goals-based financial planning, a lot of people put things down like I, I want to buy a new car for $50,000 or I want to travel overseas every year for $50,000 and or give the kids some money to buy property or fund their education, those types of big lumpy expenditures. Um, and they often never turn into reality because it's a bit of a, no one understands the basis for them. Whereas the why is um, if, if, the why creates a reason to do something and also enables, particularly in a couple situation like this, them to understand what that is important for. And it also prioritizes and enables them to prioritize the things that really do matter rather than a list of things that could all happen equally at equal times. And then none of them happen or, or, or they're not possible. So if, if a future, uh, if, 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 if looking after, if doing, being charitable, giving is an important thing because they, you know, some people don't even, don't have children, um, but they want to actually help out doing stuff that might involve going, traveling or going to another country, volunteering, then, and that's really important to them because they didn't have, children of their own then that's a good that's a good why and likewise with this discussion um the children and and this is very common can't afford to own property or can't afford to fund education or even education with grandchildren and in the conversation you'll get out why is that important because the the client often didn't get that opportunity when they grew up so it's really important to them that they enable their their kids to do that now not you can put it down on a bit of paper as a goal but until you have the conversation is what's actually important and what why they want to do that then that gives them the power to make the decision i like that i like that it really it, it turns it from that you know piece of paper that we can put out that you know bit of writing on a piece of paper that we can no doubt plan for, right? It goes into a modeling scenario, nice and yeah. easy, but turns it into action, turns it into decisions, turns it into behavior. I think that's a really good um, uh, definition of it, Scott. That brings to a close part one of our two-part discussion with Scott Douglas from IMFG, where we unpack the great client experience that he had. Stay tuned for part two, where we're going to discuss his internal change management process, leading the change of implementing his values-based advice experience across his practice of 10 advisors.